Hello everyone! As a heads up, this episode has been divided into two parts. You are now listening to part two. If you haven't listened to part one yet, please go back and do so before continuing forward. We hope you enjoy. Okay, so we'll kind of run through a few things that happen in succession, especially with Thor's story. There's like only a couple things that I feel like really have an impact on the agency part. It's honestly with Loki at this point too. So anyway, we see that Thor ends up, he tries to get Jane to take him to where the hammer is and she won't because Eric's like "Mm, probably don't. He seems a little weird. That's that's (laughs) a really big crazy guy. (laughs) It's very fair. It's very fair. Eric Um, is awesome. He's such a good like protector mentor figure. He is. He's really good person so but then jane's stuff ends up getting taken by shield who has shown up to study the hammer and figure out what's going on with it nobody can lift it and all this jazz so he finds out about somehow they find out about jane's research because they're shield and they can find things out and they end up taking it all away from her and she's really upset so she decides to go find thor to take him up on his offer to he basically offered to explain everything about the storms and stuff they're studying basically about heimdall's rainbow bridge that he creates is what they're asking about and he intends to tell her once she helps him get this hammer and so she goes off to try to find him well we also have another scene with loki where he's taken the throne since odin's fallen asleep which is his right as the only son there to be honest and thor's friends end up they're kind of discussing you know we gotta get thor back we gotta get thor back which i honestly don't agree with them i honestly think it's good that odin sent thor away and they're i mean they're being good friends being worried about him and stuff but you know they're concerned about that and loki's taking the throne and he's like no i'm not gonna going to bring thor back i'm not going to have my first move as king be to undo what my dad just did which is coming from the wrong intentions because he just doesn't want thor back but again he's also not wrong (laughs) to like make that decision because it's true like he's not gonna undo what odin just did just because now he's king now and he can do whatever he wants like while odin's out or whatever and so yeah it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like thor's decision well we were talking about like thor's decision to go to jotunheim you know Mm -hmm. he had he ostensibly wanted to like find out what's going on and protect his world but really he wanted to go and start a war Mm -hmm. right it's that like maybe good idea with the bad intentions yes yeah same thing like really he just wants thor banished so that he can be king he wants on the surface like it is right it is the right thing he doesn't recognize that odin had an ulterior motive for sending thor away yes (laughs) and that thor through this experience is actually going to become worthy of the throne but (laughs) that odin actually knew that thor has had the potential to change and that this could really do something for him but he i mean yeah he's not in the wrong and i think it's one of those moments okay this is such a weird connection okay but it just explains how my brain came to this conclusion about this whole situation so karen and i have been watching downton abbey (laughs) yeah well (laughs) it's been a minute yes we we have that was a joke (laughs) (laughs) we have been watching it 
And I mentioned, this is like a rewatch for me after several watches, like I've watched it a few times, and the character of Cora, the mother in this family in Downton Abbey, she's super interesting to me because she may, she seems kind of in the dark a lot of the time, but also I feel like she's the type of person that she takes what's right in front of her, like the facts of things, and doesn't make assumptions based on circumstantial evidence, basically. Mm-hmm. Like she takes the facts that she sees and runs with that and I actually really respect that of her like she's not a biased or prejudiced person at all like she sees okay these are the facts this is how we should deal with it instead of being like oh well I know this and this about this person from the past and so like she's willing to let people change basically and sometimes it makes her causes her to make maybe not as great decisions when we're watching it and we're like we know this person is a terrible person that's actually a bad person (laughs) you don't actually want them in your house but I respect that where she's coming from with the knowledge she has she works with that and it's understandable why she makes the decisions she does because that's what she knows and she's like letting people change and giving people opportunities and I think Thor's friends are very much not doing that with the facts that are in front of them Mm. they honestly should think Loki's right and maybe it's just like a movie maker thing like they're trying to get you to be like Thor's the good guy Loki's the bad guy and all the friends are like have that intuition and they just know that like Thor is the good guy and Loki He's the bad guy. But I'm like, based on what they know, honestly, they probably shouldn't be so like immediately not trusting Loki. I don't know. And we don't see how they grow up and stuff. And so maybe there's more history there that we just don't know about. But I feel like I watch it and I'm like, I mean, they were uncomfortable with what Thor was doing. And Loki was the one that was the voice of reason amongst all of it. And honestly, Loki has a right to take the throne when Odin's They respect and and love Odin. Yeah. Like that's their level of respect for the king is very clear when they all bow and, and kind of, I mean, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't know. Like they immediately, you know, bow and give Loki the respect as king. And Odin is obviously making decisions that they're uncomfortable with going against. So why Mm -hmm. suddenly? Yeah. (laughs) Why is this one thing with Thor? It just makes me question. I'm like, you prefer Thor over everybody else? Because Mm -hmm. even Odin, who like did make that decision and Loki is right in saying, I can't undo what Odin just did. (laughs) Like as my first rule as king, that's not very respectable respectful to him and so especially when he could wake up anytime i mean i'm sure a lot of it is just movie makers wanting you but you can also put in the your own thought process of i can understand why loki's just doing what he's doing when he feel even in this we see how alone he is like he's right. so on the outside of all when he's of this. making the right decisions yep Mm-hmm. They do, just to speak to your comment about how, like, we don't, we, I wish that we could see more of the, like, yeah. growing up process for sure, for the context of this conversation to understand them better. But they do make comments about Loki lying. Thor, like, says, you've always been a really good liar and stuff like yeah. that. That's not his exact quote, but, <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but they, but they make comments like that. And one of the friends makes a comment about, Um, magic usage as well that sounds kind of derogatory Mm. and so it sounds like there's maybe less especially among this warrior crowd like I definitely get the sense that this like brute force and strength and weaponry they value it more than somebody who kind of like 
hides in corners and makes himself yeah. disappear. And, you know, if you look at it from that perspective, it feels very cowardly. Yeah, and that's I not something that, that they're going to have any respect for. So I definitely get the sense from them that there is kind of this, like, this lack of trust. Like, they recognize his cunning and his manipulation mm-hmm. to some level. And and if you're a warrior in the field with a coward, that like, that's you don't want that because you can't trust them, right? You yeah. don't trust that person to have your back, to be there when you need them. And so I I can kind of see that background of a lack of trust yeah. in him and believing that he'll actually like back them up and make the right decision. Yeah, I could see that. But I also, I will say with that though, I never get the feeling that they should jump to the conclusion that he would be that bad. For sure, for sure. For sure. Like I feel like they just kind of like, <laughs> jump to that conclusion really quick and I'm like what? That he would be willing to keep Thor banished for his own political (laughs) ambitions. gain or like that he would be willing to betray Asgard. Like they talk about like that Laufey mentions that there was a traitor within Odin's house and they immediately are like oh they said a traitor like it could be Loki and I'm like why would you like assume it was either Thor or Loki? Like why wouldn't you assume it was like a servant or someone? Like I don't know I'm like it could have been literally anybody and you'd like jump to loki like that's a pretty big like they even say like he's always been one for mischief but this is a whole other thing entirely but then they pretty much like get on the bad bad wagon really quickly anyway it's just yeah their relationship with him is really interesting and i think it's actually kind of sad that he's in that position where and especially when when you brought up the magic thing like it could be seen as cowardly but it's like he also learned it from his mom and like it's almost treated as oh it's like a lesser thing or they don't understand it so it scares them scary and so when he when they're fighting and like he creates a mirror image of himself to trick the guy into falling off the cliff that would not be the way they would have handled it and it's just like creepy and weird and so they're like oh my gosh like it automatically gives the feeling of untrustworthy because he's doing something to trick someone instead of just like attacking them and so I think I'm sure part of it is he's mischievous and a good liar but also I think even though he's actually doing good things with the abilities he has and like actually fighting and facing up and stuff just in the way that works for, for sure. him for sure to them yeah. they're like oh that's kind of creepy and weird what if he did something like that to me yeah even if he hasn't that's just a thought that crosses their minds and then they just don't trust him yeah so no definitely i think it very much just doesn't line up with what they value and how they see the world and things and i think that that's really the only thing that makes sense to me that's created that foundation of a lack of trust where they would potentially jump to that (laughs) kind of conclusion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that just connecting it back to agency, it's interesting how, like you mentioned earlier, the labels we give people or the things we choose to believe about someone just based on very little evidence. If we let those beliefs carry us on it can really impact someone else and how they feel and how who they become and can honestly impact their ability to use their agency because if you keep forcing them into the same box they're gonna get tired of fighting that after a while exactly so yeah like i said before about like it we still have a responsibility on some level to help others use their agency wisely yep so i have another scripture that I want to apply here to Thor 
And then I want to apply it to Loki later. Hopefully I remember yeah. <laughs> um, at the very, very end. You okay. can help me. Like the very, very end. Very if you can, if you can help me remember. <laughs> so Mosiah 2.21 says, You should serve him who has created you from the beginning and is preserving you from day to day by lending you breath that ye may live and move and do according to your own will and even supporting you from one moment to another. Okay, so the way that I think this is interesting with Loki choosing to keep Thor banished, which plays into Odin's ultimate plan, kind of going back to that idea, right? Mm -hmm. Um, This word preserving caught my eye because Loki could have made a few different decisions at this point. He could have chosen to bring Thor back, which would have gone against like his ambitions because then Thor would have been able to take the throne. But like there are different ways that he could have handled the situation. He could have sent the destroyer in to kill Thor right away, right? But he decides to just kind of leave things as they are. And I like this idea of God preserving us and supporting us so that we can do our will because it's the fact that Loki makes the decision, maybe even is inspired to make the decision for the ultimate good of Asgard for what needed to happen, of just kind of letting Thor go. It gives Thor that opportunity to use his agency in order to change Mm. and become better and come back as the person he needs to be. And so kind of with the friends like wanting to change that like they're not they're kind of going against this plan of like what Thor actually needs to become who he needs to become and they don't understand that like God is going to God does what he needs to right and sometimes and you know if the friends are maybe you know sometimes we're led to intervene in things to also do good and to do what we need to but they're trying to interfere in a plan that's supposed to play out Um, And I just think it's really, really interesting that through Loki's decision, the ultimate plan that needs to happen is able to be enacted because Thor is given time and given the strength that he needs to become. Yeah, that's a really good point. Sorry Uh if that got repetitive. No, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I really like that. That if Loki was going to misuse his agency, God was still going to allow Thor to also choose how to use his own agency yeah and give that option to both of them right Mm -hmm. and god is working through loki's poor decisions even you know Mm -hmm. loki's able to use his agency but god's not going to let that interfere in our own personal plans right yes other people's Mm -hmm. agency can affect us but he's never going to let that take away our potential to become who he wants us to become we can use our agency Mm -hmm through the decision, despite, through, in spite of whatever, the decision of Mm -hmm. others to become what God wants us to become. Yeah, I like that a lot. Anyway. That's great. (laughs) No, that's really good. So then we return back to Thor and Jane on Earth, and they go to get the hammer, and Thor breaks into this highly secure area. He beats up a whole bunch of people. We meet Hawkeye for the first time as he's taken aim. Yes, it's really great. 
And he's like, you need to tell me to shoot him soon because I'm starting to root for this guy. I literally <laughs> love that line. So, And Jeremy Renner's delivery is so spot on. So he's like, good. I'm starting to root for this guy. You better call <laughs> just get it. this like, man, not going to lie. This guy's pretty sweet. Yeah. This is pretty dope. And he clearly really wants this thing, whatever it is. So let's let him in. Anyway, so he busts in. He makes it. And Coulson ends up being like, no, I actually want to see what happens and so he gets in and he tries to get the hammer to he doesn't even try to lift it yeah at first he just reaches for it because he's used to it just coming to him and it doesn't and i mean oh man you could make all sort of analogies with that of your just instinct to reach for something that you assume is going to be there and Oh, it dang. just doesn't come the way it always used to. And that's because <gasps> there's things you need to learn and you're ready for more knowledge. And that's why. That's a whole other spiritual yeah, discussion. Other we could do a whole discussion. other episode well, <laughs> on the but... idea of God removing himself and us feeling abandoned yes, for our own good. <laughs> yeah. So that's where he's at right now. And he just, it's really sad to see how fast he shuts down. Yeah. And it also, I think it's such a humbling moment for him, not just in the fact that he can't lift it, but also I'm sure part of him is realizing like, wow, maybe it shouldn't be that important to me. Like I should not be crumbling Mm -hmm. because I can't pick up this hammer. I think it removes a lot of his sense of worth and value for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, and I think it also puts in perspective where he was putting his value. Right. And I think that's a lesson he continues to learn throughout his series, throughout his journey. I don't think think we see that that in the third one a lot as well. And we can maybe talk about it then, but we see definitely this very humbling moment. He ends up getting taken to an interrogation room. Briefly, we see Loki and his mom talking and his mom basically makes a comment like "There's your dad does things for a reason and that includes sending Thor away. Like right. he wasn't just doing that out of anger. Like he had a reason for it and that makes Loki think, oh shoot, does right. that mean Thor could come back? Right. And, and so then we he, start to connect yes. this, uh, this humility to like what Odin is actually trying to do exactly yep and so we see loki so colson leaves the room and loki makes himself appear his like projection whatever appear to thor to talk to him and loki's like i gotta do something to crush this guy exactly (laughs) so he tells thor basically that odin's dead and that his mom does not want him back and that because it's thor's fault yes because it's thor's fault like she blames thor and Loki has taken the throne and he's like part of the treaty with Jotunheim is that we don't bring you back either. So he has all these reasons to convince oh, Thor not to but even Thor's try. Lying when he first yes. asks, it's the most, that's where you're like, this man has been humbled where he yes. just says, can I come home? Yes. <laughs> and you're like, uh-huh. he does not care about being king. He does not care about like this relationship. He does not care about who's better or stronger. He does not care. He wants to go home. Yes. He's like, great. You're my brother and you're in power now. Okay. Can you just let me come home? And then can I come home? <laughs> you're more powerful than me. That's okay. <laughs> just <laughs> whatever. We'll take it. But yeah, yeah uh. Loki doesn't want him back and so he makes up this stuff and the way thor takes it also shows his humility is he's like 
he he's clearly really hurt by it but he's also like okay like i understand he why. gets it he's yeah. like i understand why mom would be mad at me and i understand i could be blamed for a dad's death because i stressed him out too much and and the treaty is really yeah, important the treaty is really important and i recognize that now and value that lack of violence and stuff a little bit more and stuff and, and then he's like thank you for coming here <laughs> and you're like loki why do you have oh to be so gosh. awful why is why? this so painful <laughs> and i can see moment. there's definitely an extreme shift there so like i can i can definitely see your argument but mm. i think for me the magnitude of the impact of not being able to pick up the hammer matches it. I think yes. to me, they match well enough that it doesn't bother me because his general personality and the way he acts isn't that different. He's been knocked down a peg. He's not mm-hmm. as arrogant. <laughs> yeah, and a little more reasonable. Yeah, but I think he's reaching for something that's always been there mm-hmm. and and what he's put his everything that we just talked yeah. about like this is his value this makes him powerful this is the reason that he's going to be king this is the reason all of his friends like him this is the reason that he does everything he does mm-hmm. like it's his driving force in his entire life and everything he's built his personality and his self-worth on and then it's gone yeah Mm -hmm. like that's going to just it has to change everything Mm -hmm. it changes everything and so so yeah i can there are there are moments where i can admit like okay the fact that he takes all of that so well is a little strange but but it's just an extreme enough situation yeah i was just gonna say that's not the thing that's not no, the thing. It's okay. not the thing. That's actually okay. the thing that saved it for me this time. Got was I, it. I agree with you completely. Yeah. I was like, that makes sense. Like, it was this very humbling moment yeah. that helped. I still think I wish I would have seen a little more time on Earth. Even if it was like a weird montage thing where he's like hanging out with the others or something. Kate. Like, it would give me a little, like, he's literally there, it looks like, for like three days. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I think he is. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like for an immortal, especially, three days is like that quick. I'm like, oh, Thor's I, a passionate guy. He, he feels a lot, but he, I'm he's a like, fast mover. He's also been alive for like a few thousand years, yeah. and I'm like, three yeah. days was all it took for a thousand-year-old man. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what was he doing these whole thousand years? Fighting and goofing <laughs> off and drinking. <laughs> That's the point. He's Nothing was ever different. It. He never learned anything. He was only building his self-worth yes. and value and sense of community Again, and personality on one thing. I think this moment thing. is understandable why yes. it does a lot for him. Okay. I just wish I could have seen more processing with it after okay. so that it just felt like he was actually processing it and it wasn't just like... Snap like, done completely he's a different person now or almost a different person he's not completely different like you said but anyway see but we see later what happens when thor processes things and it's really annoying because he gets a beer belly and shuts down and doesn't do was he processing (laughs) though i would argue no no you're right right. (laughs) he was not actually processing I'm just glad. I hate that later on in the movies when he gets like that. So maybe that's why it's easier for me to appreciate the fact that he just. That's not the thing. Anyway, okay. Well, I'm excited. That was just what I was thinking. Yes. Because you, all I knew, all I knew was that like you had said that there's too abrupt of a shift, 
And so it's that moment that I'm like, but that explains a really abrupt mm-hmm. per- personality shift. Yes, but I I'm excited to sure. see what else what else you have to say for about sure. it. For sure. Because I think I hadn't seen this for a while. And so the thing that I was turning into the main reason why he changed was not quite in this. But then there's a comment made that acts like the thing I thought it was, was. And okay. it annoys me. So we'll okay. get there. All right. We'll anyway, get there. let's continue. Okay. So... We see this whole interrogation. We see Loki talk to him. And then Eric decides to go get him out for Jane's sake. And so he pretends like Thor's name is, I don't even remember, some random doctor. And Donald. He, yeah. Donald. Something that starts I'm so with glad you remember that. <laughs> Donald Good B. Good old Donald. So, yeah. So he comes and gets him and is like, oh, you've ruined, like, he was part of our group and you took all our research away and he was just really upset. They know he's faking it. Yeah. What is it? Why do they let him go? Even they want to follow faking, him and want, figure okay. out they just what, know yeah, what's going on. get more information. Donald that way. Blake. Donald Blake. Dr. Blake. I got as far as Donald B. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So there we are. So yeah, Eric is semi-successful with air quotes around it in getting Thor out of there, but they do send agents to follow him. We just kind of see them periodically throughout the rest. There's not really that much drama with that. But anyway, we see Eric and Thor talk and they have a really good discussion and Thor basically admits to being super humbled after everything And I loved that one of the things Eric says is he says, that's not a bad thing. Finding out you don't have all the answers, you start asking the right questions. And I think that really shows a huge shift in Thor's character. And that's something, a quote that I think stays with Thor throughout the movies, even though it's not necessarily quoted again. You see that he's constantly asking questions about what he's been taught and about his growing up experience and what it's like for Asgard and what being king really means and whether he even wants to be king and so it's really interesting that that quote is stated there eric also tells him that the best way to find a way in this world is to admit you don't know where you are and recognize you have all sorts of directions you could go in basically if you don't know where you're at then you choose which way to go and just try to figure it out from there and this is giving thor a chance where he's been raised to believe like i'm going to be king and he's been taught all these glorious tales of their past and everything there's one path and now he's slowly starting to realize i mean loki's realizing it more in this movie that maybe his growing up and what he thought was true isn't so much and thor's getting a few hints of that in this he gets more in the later movies for sure but we start to see that he is in a position in this moment where he's having to choose a path and just try to figure out what direction he's going to start in from a place where he doesn't really understand actually where he is. Um, And I think that's really interesting for his agency. It almost frees him up agency wise. Like he's been raised to be like, you are going to be king and this is what you need to prepare for and you're going to do. Whereas now this whole experience not only opened the doors to humbling himself, but also recognizing like maybe there are more things I could do or more things I need to understand than what I thought I did. Or be. Mm -hmm. I can be something different than I ever thought I could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he's had even beyond king, like he's a warrior, right? But then suddenly his weapon is forced away from him and so he has to recognize reconcile the fact that maybe he can't be what he thought he was going to be anymore yeah yeah 
I'm also thinking about actually what you brought up with Downton Abbey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering, and this is just me like thinking on the spot. So maybe you'll come up with something that like doesn't add up. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering if Thor almost is better at taking just the facts in front of him. Because I mean, dealing I think Thor is, yeah. You think Thor is? I think is. Thor's yeah. friends aren't. They're, yeah, Thor's friends Thor. were struggling with it. But I mean, taking the fact that he can't pick up the hammer and just even when we go to like the final battle and he says, I'm just a man, I'll just get in the way. That's a crazy hard thing for a guy like him to even speak aloud, yeah. like to just mm-hmm. say those words. But that's the fact. The second he can't have the hammer, he just deals with the fact that he doesn't have the hammer. He doesn't even try to figure out how he can, like, get it back or figure out how Mm -hmm. to pick it up. Like, he doesn't think, hmm, dad told me I'm not worthy. Maybe I could become worthy. Mm -hmm. Like, he just says, I can't pick up the hammer. I'm not going to, which I would actually, you know, that's kind of, we could go into how that's a negative thing in Mm -hmm. that case. But, (laughs) and then everything with Loki, his whole conversation with Loki, he just takes the facts and says, okay, you know, Loki's king. Can I come home? No, I can't come home thank you for coming here. You know, thank you for providing me this moment of comfort. Even going to, he hears about the satellite, the, what, what the guys are calling the hammer when they're, when all of the random guys are out making sport of and trying to lift the hammer. Thor hears about it. He thinks, Oh, that's gotta be my hammer. Like, obviously like that's what they're talking about. And he says, where is it? And he says, 50 miles west of here. And Thor walks out of the cafe and they say, where are you going? And he's like, 50 miles west of here. <laughs> like he's yeah. out, <laughs> he's, he's going. And then even leading all the way up to the end, every time he learns something new about Loki, he just takes it. He just like, mm-hmm. just whatever, when he gets to earth, he just like goes about his business, yeah. deciding what to do next. He's like, okay, I'm on earth now. Now I'm with these people. Now I'm here. And he just, yeah. and it's just whatever is happening He just takes it and does it. And I feel like he doesn't make assumptions the same way everybody else does. Like maybe he leans into that a little bit sometimes because it's like a normal thing to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, you know, we should take previous knowledge to some level and apply it (laughs) so that we can make intelligent decisions. I feel like he's maybe a little bit leaning into a naivete about it. Yeah, I mean, he's still naive for sure and doesn't understand everything. But I do think it's interesting since you specifically Mm -hmm. brought that up with his friends that he is very and his relationship with Loki is really what makes me think of it. No matter what actions he sees Loki taking, it's just kind of like he's coming at it from a place of trust rather than distrust. He's Mm -hmm. like, he's my brother. He's never done anything like this before. I have no reason to think he would now, right? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of, it's not until he has the confirmation from his friends that Loki is really, that he believes and that Loki like is lied to him. No or other choice. Like wrong. they are being attacked by Loki. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that's just kind of an interesting connection to that to me, like the different personalities there of how how they're reacting to things Mm -hmm. so then i'm not going to dwell too much on this because we've kind of discussed it already but we see loki he goes to jotunheim to talk with laufey and admits that he's the one that let him in in the first place he makes a deal that they'll come in again and murder odin in his sleep and then loki will be able to take the throne of asgard and let the frost giants do whatever they want to do 
that's the plan. And so we see a little bit of that. And then we get to the part that I don't like. Okay. Okay. I'm not anti it as a plot point. I'm anti it in the way it's presented, especially when, like I said, there's the one line that makes it a bigger deal than I feel like the movie actually portrays it. And that is the impact of his relationship with Jane. It makes it seem like because he spent time with Jane that that had this huge impact on him. And honestly, all we see them talk about is we see them like being really attracted to each other and a little flirty. And then we see he sees that she really cares about her research. And then they like talk about the nine realms. (laughs) Okay, so you're referring to Loki asks... When did you go so soft? And he's like, "Don't tell me it was that woman." And he says, "It was, wasn't yeah. it?" That that's like yes. the line that you're referring to. Uh-huh. Okay, wait, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> because Thor is agreeing with him. That's why he doesn't say anything because he's all like, "Yeah, yes." Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. I agree that Thor is confirming, <laughs> but I want to think more about the context of this conversation because. Thor is refusing, okay, Thor is refusing to fight him. Loki's like trying to goad him on and Thor's refusing to fight him, which is the humility and the change in his personality that they blame on Jane. And so you feel like in your memory of the movie, you also blamed it on Jane, but then watching the movie, you're like, no, it's this hammer moment, but then Mm -hmm. they blame it on Jane. Exactly. And I was like, why did you say... Why have you gone so soft? Because of, don't tell me it's because of that woman. And that was like all. And Thor's like, yeah, it was. And I was like, whatever. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was because you had this moment with the hammer and you were humbled. And like Jane probably helped. I'm not saying Jane had no part in it. Okay? Right. I'm sure like seeing this woman who's on another planet and like how passionate and her emotions. But like, again, we don't actually see them having like, he has more of a connection on that level with Eric. <laughs> conversation with not not necessarily (laughs) i just mean the conversation before they got drunk but i think that's part of it they had this connection of discussing his being humbled and thinking about his life in a new way and stuff that was really good with eric and then none of his conversations with jane made me feel like he would actually be impacted like to that extent i just think that i don't like that it's trying to make it like the romance where it like it actually wasn't it. even that good of a romance. <laughs> so yes, so they have their chat. The friends go and find him. He's making breakfast with her. It's so cute. It's so cute. It is really cute. And I, I'm like, see, I would have liked to see like a little montage of stuff like that where we just see him like living with them and doing that because then I could feel like, oh yeah, yeah they've de- developed a relationship. I just don't feel like they give enough of any sort of sense of time for developing that relationship to make it feel give me the same connection I do for some of the other romances in Marvel. But that's all right. Like you said, Thor's humble enough to be like, I know I can't fight this, so I'm going to help get, p- get people to safety. That's what he's doing. Epic. But as his friends are slowly knocked down and stuff he he's like no like you need to get away whatever i have a plan but really he doesn't he his plan is to like go in and take responsibility for his actions basically because he recognizes that some of the things he's done and said is has hurt loki and it's causing some of this to happen and this hatred that is coming from loki he doesn't understand the full picture right now obviously he's still pretty lost but but he he figures this has to be my fault because he has nothing against earth (laughs) yeah exactly he like knows and he probably recognizes in their past like 
how alone yeah. Loki probably has felt and that As he he's humbled yeah, and feels sure. and feels alone and isolated, he yeah. would start to think like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, have that empathy a little bit more. And yeah. so he apologizes in defense of the people and is like, look, I'll apologize, like take me, just leave these people alone, they're innocent and stuff. He ends up getting still attacked by the destroyer and he's like literally dying and this is when jane like is like no and like pushes eric away and runs over to him and stuff and i'm like you've talked to him for like eight hours of your life and like and Tori, like she had Tori, a boyfriend you just before gotta this. fall in love in eight hours uh, and then you'll understand with a god who's going to be like dying <laughs> and there's this big destroyer and i'm just gonna like run out there and i'll have no business being out there and i'm surrounded by people who actually have power to do something about it and i'm just gonna run out there and grab him and hold him <laughs> If he's dying, then the destroyer isn't going to come back. She's not in any danger. I wouldn't take the chance. She doesn't know that. She doesn't know who the heck these people are. She takes a lot more chances than you do as a rule. Clearly. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, after our big long tangent that I don't know how much of it I kept in, um, we'll go on to... So he... Thor wins. He destroys the destroyer. Thor wins. I think that's that's he wins this first fight. Coulson comes from Shield and is like, "Oh, I don't think you've been honest with us." And then he's like, "You got to give Jane back her stuff." And he said, "Fair enough." And then Thor goes. I don't know. I guess because they're in the middle of the town. But I was kind of like, "Why do you need to go back to the exact same place to get pulled?" in by Heimdall but maybe I mean it's far maybe they're just he's just like let's just get away from the town and that just makes sense as a direction I don't know know. but anyway he goes and calls to Heimdall to take him and his friends back so he can face Loki in person and when he gets back so the frost giants come in and they're going to kill Odin and then Loki ends up betraying them and killing Laufey again making himself look better that again I think is his main plan is every opportunity to and it's just gotten more extreme with the more he knows but that I do think was premeditated like from the time that he became king and made the deal with the frost giants I think that was all kind of his ultimate to betray them yes I do agree Mm -hmm. yes yeah as far as that point of it I don't think at any point he actually felt sympathetic for the frost giants no interesting which is interesting because basically he actually um, kills his own dad biological father literally, in that moment yeah. he literally does to save his adopted father which is just interesting like i just i feel like at this point his emotions are really disjointed and mm-hmm. he's very just like he's losing power to his emotions more than he ever has before and we don't see a lot of it we see glimpses of how angry he really is especially when he faces Thor and stuff. But we see, like, he chose his adoptive father over his biological father. So, but yet he's still mad at his adopted father and still mad at Thor and wants to have that power. Like, it's just this weird mess of emotions for him right now. Like, it's almost like he's trying to stick with his original, I just want to get rid of Thor. Yeah. But he also still has this anger in him that's getting in the way. And so it's just all over the place. So anyway, they then Thor ends up fighting Loki and Loki's intent on destroying Jotunheim by making it so that the bridge is just constantly going and just beating on 
planet basically is what it sounds like it's going to do and it will destroy it so he's sending it and making that happen and Thor is fighting him and then Thor ends up realizing he needs to destroy the bridge and disconnect it so that it won't destroy Jotunheim which is amazing because it's all started with him wanting to destroy Jotunheim yeah and really take over literal 180 even better than his dad by destroying the whole planet and now he's like oh actually I'm saving these people that I sought to destroy and who sought to destroy my dad and my family and stuff and it's super interesting this turnaround ultimately the bridge breaks and Loki's about to fall Thor's about to fall and then Thor catches Loki and Odin wakes up and comes and catches Thor and we see another very vulnerable moment for Loki where he's tells his dad like I wanted to do this for you for all of us like he wanted to prove himself just like Thor wanted to he just did it in his own way way. and he was doing it in a very manipulative and tricky way but he honestly we find out that he actually did have the same goal as Thor he just did it in his own using his own abilities and skills and he held on to that a lot longer than Thor and it's kind of sad because in some ways you wonder like what would have happened if Odin had made the choice to treat his sons more equally if he had showed Loki a little bit more favoritism on some level if he would have given Loki the same opportunity and Loki would have been better prepared to take it like Thor was Mm -hmm. we don't know obviously Loki has his own agency and like he didn't have to make the choices he did for sure but I definitely think Odin's choices impacted Loki's ability to have a better sense of his own agency or even just if we go back to like telling him who he is and what Odin's plan for yeah. him mm-hmm. was, you know, if Loki had had the opportunity to recognize that he had the same potential as Thor, because yes. Odin mm-hmm. saw the same potential within both of them. Loki didn't recognize that he had that same potential. He felt the need to take Thor's. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting comparison to God and his plan for each mm-hmm. of us because we don't know what that plan is, right? And so it's kind of interesting to think about how your comment that Thor knowing his plan really limits his agency because there's one thing that he's allowed to do and know and become. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. He's king, period. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas Loki kind of has this world open to him. He yeah. could go around and do anything. He's really talented. He's really intelligent. He's a prince. Like mm-hmm. we can imagine that he has all sorts of doors open to him. But then Thor, it's presented in like Loki has all of this agency and he uses it to make poor decisions. Mm-hmm. And Thor has this limited agency and it makes poor decisions, but ultimately makes a decision that leads him to matching that potential. So it's almost like, I don't know what it, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say. It's like presented as when, when I started saying like, oh yeah, if Odin had told him the plan, he would have been able to make better decisions. And as I'm connecting that like to God in my head, I'm thinking, oh, but God doesn't tell us the plan. So like, Mm. what is there that I'm missing, you know? (laughs) And it's the fact that that's Satan's plan is yeah. for all of us to know how it ends and to just like I would be argue able to though be there. God does tell us how it can end. He just doesn't tell us yeah. how we get there. And so I think for Loki, knowing that he could like his potential yeah, no, is to be I would king connect of it more world. to the potential. Yes. yes. That's where I was going okay, with yeah. it. Like <laughs> it's the it's the recognition of potential ultimately. Like rather than like 
knowing the end result if Loki had known that he had the same potential. And so, mm-hmm. but all of us are able to know that we have that same potential. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So in this moment when Loki is saying, I'm going to do it for you, Odin says, no, that's not what I want. And Loki lets go, basically commits suicide, which unsuccessfully. That's actually where that scripture comes back, where I was talking okay. about God preserving people in order to be able to do their will in Mosiah 221. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was interesting that like Loki, Loki's life is spared and he comes back and like we've said a couple of times, like he has the opportunity over and over again to make the right decision. You know, he's he's preserved and he's given more chances. Oh, um, that's so sad. Because then when he finally does do the right thing, he then his time preserved. <laughs> Then his time is up. But that's that's the good thing, it right? It is a he good did, thing. You like, know? He had long he, enough to... To uh, change. Like, figure out what he actually wanted yeah. out of life. Yeah. That's what it's true. all of us can only hope that's for. Yeah. And for our loved mm-hmm. ones is that, like, yeah. we all come to, to repent and make yeah. the right decision mm-hmm. <laughs> before our day is yes. up. Yes, <laughs> and that you, you have the amount of time it will take for you to take that opportunity. And if you yeah. never do, you never do. But if you do, like great yeah you, you did have it the that's all you need like yeah. it's to make that choice to choose the right yes choose god's path in the end we end up just seeing you know loki's left and thor is he's a different person now he has a different perspective now than he did before on life and he has some more clear values i would say maybe not different values but just the values are clearer and yeah. he's kind of chosen the ones that mean the most to him and so he's in a much better place but he he even says i still have much to learn which i think goes into showing how much he's changed yes, first of all that's what really he tells us. never would have said that at the beginning of the movie yeah. ever that he, he still knew. has much to he learn. knew it was yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah yep he yeah he didn't need anybody to tell him anything he's grown a lot from that and then he has learned to value his relationships in a new way as well which we see continue to grow throughout the rest of the films as well after he says i have much to learn his father's response is you've already made me proud and i really really love that too like his father giving him that moment of like his father knows his son's not perfect still he knows he does have a lot to learn but he's like that's not the point like you make me proud because you're willing to learn and you're willing to make those changes and become a better person and that's all I wanted from you is that show of humility and a willing to listen a willingness to listen and come to understand things better just to end I want to read a scripture from the book of Mormon it's in Helaman chapter 14 verses 29 through 30 it says and this to the intent that whosoever will believe might be saved and that whosoever will not believe a righteous judgment might come upon them and also if they are condemned they bring upon themselves their own condemnation and now remember remember my brethren that whosoever perisheth perisheth unto himself and whosoever doeth iniquity doeth it unto himself for behold ye are free you are permitted to act for yourselves for behold god hath given unto you a knowledge and he hath made you free i wasn't going to but i'll read 31 too because i think it wraps it up even better so we'll continue with that he hath given unto you that ye might know good from evil and he hath given unto you that ye might choose life or death 
and ye can do good and be restored unto that which is good or have that which is good restored unto you or you can do evil and have that which is evil restored unto you. I love that it mentions we've been blessed with the ability to know right from wrong. We all have that ability and our agency is given to us so we can choose whether we're what we're going to value if we're going to value things that are good or if we're going to value and choose to act on things that are bad and will lead us into destruction and harm and our loved ones as well and i think valuing and respecting our own agency and the agency of others is such a central part of god's plan for us and something we really need to learn to do better especially in a world where we all want to force each other to believe the same thing as we do and to think the same way we do. That was never God's intention. His intention has always been to allow us to choose what we believe, how we act, what decisions we make, so that we can learn to become something greater, not just do it for points or anything like that, but to actively become more like him. And that is such a blessing. Great. All right. That wraps us up. So if you are new here, welcome. Please subscribe if you haven't already and you're on YouTube, please subscribe. Or if you're listening to the podcast as well, leave a like if you're watching on YouTube or a five-star review, preferably if you're on a Spotify or any other podcast channels. Also, follow us on Instagram at God and All Things Podcast, where we post information about upcoming episodes. If there's any hiccups, we post on there too. And then just fun things as well. And you can check out what I'm reading on my channel, Good Strong Words on YouTube. I just talk about all my books over there and Kariana periodically turns up in those videos as well. So thank you for watching. Keep remembering to see God in all things and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.